You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. He is currently working on his second book, which is due to come out in the fall of 2019. He lives in West Michigan with his wife, Erica, who is also a therapist, and their four children. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. If you feel you have an emotional or medical need, you should consult a physician near you. If you live in West Michigan, feel free to call our office at 616-481-3784. You can also find us on the web at www.joemartino.com. If you feel you are in crisis, you should proceed to the nearest emergency services center or dial 911. Enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome to the Joe Martino Show. My name is Joe, and I am so excited to uh, chat with you today about three questions that can help propel change in our lives. Uh, I also want to share an anecdotal, hey, I'm going to try this, and I'll let you know how it turns out. All right, so in uh, episode one, we talked about some emotional security. Episode two, we talked about change. So many people tell me I want to change, but I don't know how. We went through the wheel of unchanged, and then we went through the wheel of change. If you haven't listened to that episode, I'd encourage you to listen to that. You might even want to stop this one and go back to that one so that you have a a better understanding of the change process. If not, that's also fine. This episode certainly stands on its own. One of the things that we consistently run into in therapy when we try to help people change is that many people are looking for a process. Think about best-selling books. Often they involve a process. Even if the process has its hiccups and its hurts, Uh, seven habits, just develop these seven habits and you'll be highly effective. The 12 steps to this, the four steps to that, the five paths to this, uh, the four hour, this, the three day, that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Essentially the promise of the author is just learn what I'm trying to teach you and then rinse, lather, repeat. And part of that is because our brains seek rhythm. This is a natural part of who we are as humans. We are seeking rhythm and habits. This is how you can drive from work to home, from home to work, and not really think about how you got there. This is how when you're pulling out into traffic, you could be watching the cars and correctly and accurately timing your opening to get out into traffic without giving it active thought. We seek rhythm, we seek habit. And so these books, these uh, movies, these TV shows, these Udemy courses, even these tools that are taught in therapy attempt to build upon that need, that innate desire for habits and rhythm. And so I want to talk about today three questions that need to become an innate rhythm and habit for you as you seek change. When people come to me and they say, what's the guaranteed process to change? Well, I mean, the smart aleck answer is do something different. And voila, you have changed. That'll be my fee now, please. Uh, but the real answer is what they actually mean is what's the, what is the process to sustain change? Now, one of my mentors, Robert Lehman, he likes to say that change requires willpower, way power, and stay power, right? Willpower is the, the power to engage in the change process. Way power is to know what to do to change beyond the smart aleck answer of just do something different. And then stay power is the ability to stay in that change long enough so that the change becomes habit. And of course, you'll remember this from our Wheel of Change in episode two, where we talked about uh, when we get to termination, we know it's a habit and that's why we can terminate the process after having gone through preparation, action, maintenance, maintenance, 
preparation, action, maintenance, maintenance. But even before we get to the process of preparation, action, maintenance, maintenance, we have to ask ourselves some really hard questions that will help facilitate us through change. These are part of the systematic changes, the functional changes that we talk about when we talk about the football of change. How do we move someone through change? How do you move yourself through change? The first thing you have to do is ask yourself, what do you want? And this one seems so silly. Like it's not rocket science. What do you mean? What do I want? Literally, what do you want? I want you to grab a sheet of paper. If you're driving, obviously don't do this. Just wait until you have a time and write down what do you want? One of the most interesting things to me is that as you study change, you'll come across all sorts of research and data about the change process. But one of the numbers that you'll come back to again and again and again and again, and it varies a little bit, but not much, is how many people don't write down their goals. They don't write down what they want. They just live life reactively. They just wake up and whatever happens today, that's what they do. And then whatever happens tomorrow, that's what they do. And there's not a lot of purpose to what they're doing. I think this might be one of the reasons that we see uh, a book like Rick Warren's originally called A Purpose Driven Life, and now it's uh, What on Earth Am I Here For, go so popular because what it does is it transcends, you know, originally started out as a spiritual book, and it's it transcended, you know, the spiritual category because almost everyone wants to live with purpose. We want to live with meaning, and we know that meaning comes from purpose, and so we're looking for what do we want to do, but we're not willing to take that first step of writing down what is it that you want? What do you want to do as a husband? What do you want? What kind of husband do you want to be known as? What kind of father do you want to be known as? What kind of wife? What kind of mother? What kind of lover? What kind of friend? What kind of partner? What kind of son? What kind of daughter? What do you want out of your business life? What do you want out of your personal life? What do you want out of your work life, your community life? One of the things that I often ask parents when they talk about their kids in sports, I'm like, why is he or she in sports? And invariably I get, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, what do you want out of putting your kid into sports? When somebody tells me they're dating someone, awesome. My first question is why? Well, what do you mean? Well, what do you want out of dating this person? If you are uh, overweight and you want to lose weight, write that down. Now we got to get a little specific with this. What do we want? We need to write down some things like specifics that are measurable, right? So if I wanted to lose weight or I wanted to get healthier, that's not a good goal. That's a good starting goal. That's a good broad goal. But a good smart goal is I want to lose 20 pounds by July 1st because that's when we're going on vacation. If I said I wanted to write a novel, there's all sorts of questions to still be asked. Is that it? That's all you want to do is write a novel? You just want to get it written? Do you want to get it published? Uh, is that the goal to just get it published? Do you want to get it published and then get it onto a bestsellers list? Do you want to get into local bookstores? What do you want? The very first question that you have to ask yourself is what do I want? And more details are better, right? So if you're driving right now and you're on your way to work, I have a very serious question for you. What do you want out of today? Now, one of the things about life is that we know that we're not going to get out of every day what we want. There's going to be days that we have to do things that we don't want to do. For instance, when I'm done making this recording, I have to make my truck payment, uh, which I wish I didn't have to do, but in order to keep the truck, I do. Dave Ramsey fans, please don't write me because we're just not going to agree. But by and large, I start every day with one question. What's the win for today? What do I want today? So sometimes 
the win for today is I got to make my truck payment. Sometimes it's I got to get a letter out to my clients. Sometimes it's I need to write a chapter on the next book. Sometimes it's I need to do uh, some marketing for my current book. Uh, sometimes it's I need to make the audio recording of my podcast. Uh, whatever it is, I have to write that down. In fact, I use Evernote, which someday we're going to talk about on my YouTube channel on how I manage my task. I use Evernote, and every day, uh, the very first bullet point is WFD, win for the day. That's the thing that come no matter what happens today. If the creek rises, as my grandma used to say, uh, whatever happens, I want to get this done today. But then I also have a what's the win for the next three months? Months. What's the win for the next six months? What's a win for the year? What do I want out of 2018? Every year I have goals. I add a theme, right? What is it that you want out of today? What do you want out of the next month, three months, six months, a year? What do you want 2018 to look like? You get 1,141 minutes every day. What are you going to do with them? That's my question, right? What do you want? I know I keep saying it, but this is the foundational question to propelling yourself into change. What do you want? Because once you have this down, then you know what to say yes to and say no to, right? So I know a girl who wants true love. She wants someone she can share her life with. The problem is she gets a whole lot of jokers that call her up. Well, she can say no to them because she knows they don't fit into the criteria for what she wants. So what do you want? Can I let you in on a secret? I don't care if my kids play professional sports. I don't even care, and I know this one's going to sound almost heretical, what their grades are per se. Now, what I want is a multi-level thing, right? So there are I do want them to get grades that are commiserate with their ability. But whenever I go to a parent-teacher conference, the first question I ask is, tell me about their character. Are they kind to people who are on the fringes of their classroom? Are they respectful to you? Do they ask you questions that challenge you in a right way? Do they push you to help them learn while at the same time pushing themselves? Because these are the things I want for my children when they become adults. Do they work hard? I wish they'd work a little hard cleaning their room. But if they work hard at school, we'll take that as a win and we'll keep working on the room. I don't go to the gym because I want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger or some other guy on the cover of a magazine with the washboard stomach. Now, I'm not going to lie. I think that would be nice. Although I don't know if my wife would like that. I guess I'd have to ask her if she would like it. I go to the gym because what I want from the gym is I want to be healthy. In fact, I have a list of 10 reasons that I do it. One of them is I want to walk my girls down the aisle at their wedding. I want to stand up at my son's wedding. I want to be able to be active when my wife and I are retired and hopefully doing some traveling and hanging out. In my older years, I want to be able to play with my grandkids. These are all reasons that are literally written down in a notebook that I have for why I go to the gym regularly. What do you want? Write it down. Write it down. Write it down. Seriously, go write it down. I'm sorry if I just yelled in your ear. But go write it down. What do you want with details? Now, what do you want today? What do you want over the course of the year? And the thing of it is, is these tend to start to affect each other, right? So I am not on, on a goal to write a book this year. 2018 is not a year that I want to produce a book. I want to get my podcast going. I want to get my YouTube page going. And I want to be set up to have a book published next year in 2019. So I don't devote a lot of time to writing a book that isn't due till next year, this year. I have time devoted to doing other writings and writings that are part of that book. But I have more time devoted in my daily routines, what do I want, to this podcast, to my YouTube channel, to work things. 
right? What do you want? I want a good relationship with my wife, right? And I have criteria for what that means. So one of the things I do is I pursue her, right? Now we're getting in. See, I can't even talk about it without getting ahead of myself. But I want a good relationship with my wife, and I know what that means. I want to. I want a relationship with her where she feels like I pursue her heart, where I protect her heart, where I want to hear her. I want her where she feels valued by me. She feels safe with me. She feels like I am chasing after her, just like when we were dating. What do you want? What do you want in your relationship? What do you want in your life? What do you want out of your house? Seriously, what do you want in anything? If you want to quit smoking, you need to write that down. I want to quit smoking. If you're an alcoholic and you want to quit drinking, I want to quit drinking. No, this won't in and of itself cause the change. But studies do show that people who write their goals down, what they want, are far more likely to achieve them just by writing them down. Uh, Michael Hyatt, who if you've ever read any of his stuff, he's an interesting cat. A couple years ago, I was reading something of his and he said that people who write their goals down, even if you don't go check on them, tend to meet them. I kind of thought that was funny. This is probably about six years ago now. I kind of thought that was funny and silly, but at the, at the time I wrote my goals down anyhow, and I didn't go back and look at them for a year. They got lost. I lost the notebook. Um, to be honest with you, I don't remember why I didn't. But anyhow, a year later, I pick up the notebook and I'm scrolling through it. Oh, I went from analog to digital. That's why. Uh, and I went back to the analog. I looked at the ca- at the notebook, and uh, sure enough, the goals that I had written down, I had achieved over 90% of them. So what do you want? Write it down. If you're going to propel yourself into change, you're going to have to answer that question. What do I want? The second question you have to ask is, what am I willing to pay? Now, when I'm talking to clients, I always tell them, this is not the number that you pay to see me a session. That number is whatever it is, and the insurance companies often dictate that, but that's for another podcast. However, the what am I willing to pay question comes down to things like, okay, I want to go to the gym a minimum of four times a week, every week. Well, that means I'm not doing other things. If I'm going to write a book, I'm going to have to carve out time. I was talking to somebody, we were talking about sports, and I used to be a a really big sports fanatic. I was a coach. Uh, I dabbled in playing. I refereed. I umpired. I actually really miss umpiring. Uh, And I don't spend a lot of time with sports anymore. I don't watch a a lot of sports on TV because that's one of the first things that got cut for these other things that I want. That was one of the first and easiest prices that I was willing to pay was these other prices. Going back to wanting my wife to feel like I chase her heart, I pursue her heart. I don't agree to do things with other people without talking to my wife first. Hey, Joe, can you do this? I don't know. I think so, but let me check with Erica. Uh, I'm willing to pay that price. That's an easy one. What are you willing to pay to make your goal, to reach what you want, right? If you don't like your job, you don't like your career, you hate it, are you willing to go back to school? Are you willing to pay that price? You can say no. That's that's the beauty of this. You get to pick where the price is. But there is a universal law that never changes. You have to be willing to pay the price that your goal costs. I'll say that again. You have to be able to pay the price that your goal costs. So if I want to be able to walk my daughters down the aisle uh, for their wedding someday, if I want to be able to stand up at my son's wedding and dance at those receptions, sorry to all my Baptist friends, if I want to uh, be healthy in my older years, I have to take care of my body today. I have to be willing to pay that price. That is part of the price, the ticket that I have to pay. That's that's a non-negotiable. I don't get to negotiate those. I do get to negotiate how I do that maybe. I do get to say, nope, I don't. I'm not willing to pay that price. But then I have to go back and look 
and ask myself, how badly do I want whatever it was I wrote down on question number one? Right, so if my daughter, she wants to go to driver's ed, that's fine. Here in Michigan, it's required. I think all states require it now. I know that wasn't always the case, which is fine. She wants to go to driver's ed. It's not through the schools. She needs the money. Awesome. Do some research and find out how much it's going to cost you. What do you mean me? Well, if you want to go to driver's ed, you're going to have to be willing to pay the price for it, which means you're going to have to come up with the money. Right, that's, that's just a really simple way of how that works. What are you willing to pay? Another way to ask this, I just don't like asking negative questions, is what are you not willing to pay? What are you willing to pay to get your goal? What are you not willing to pay to get your goal? Where do you feel that if I have to pay that, it's too much? I know from the outset if I have to pay that, it's too much. So I'll just do something ridiculous. Uh, I don't take steroids to get healthy. That's a dumb one because they're not really going to make you healthy. Uh, I'm not going to go vegetarian. I know that there are people, people I really respect and like, who would say that vegetarian is the best way to be healthy. I like steak too much. I'm just not going to give it up. Right? So what are you willing to pay? What are you not willing to pay? Now what's happening is, is you're starting to create boundaries around your goal. You're starting to create a racetrack to run around, if you will. You're starting to put together a field that you're going to operate on. You're creating the rules of the game, if you will. Right, So a number of years ago, uh, I knew that I didn't want to continue doing what I was doing career-wise. Uh, my family was struggling. We were struggling. Uh, we just, it was just not a good situation. So I went back to graduate school in order to get my master's in counseling. I knew that that was going to cost me student loans. I knew that that was going to cost me time. I knew that I was going to work crazy hours, uh, and have to go to school. In fact, I went to school once they let me. I picked up as many classes as I could per semester to get through as quickly as I could because I wanted to get done as quickly as I could and I wanted to learn as much as I could in that amount of time. However, one semester, I'll never forget, my daughter was well, probably four at the time. Man, uh, yeah, probably a little bit older. She was crawling all over. I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, we just don't see you anymore. So I immediately, that was a, a Sunday night, I immediately changed my schedule for the rest of that semester. I was willing to pay that price. Uh, going back to pursuing my wife's heart. You know, people think that when I say you got to go on dates that it has to cost money. It doesn't. It could just be literally pick her up in your car and drive to a park bench. Go to a coffee shop. Spend $3 on coffee and just sit there and talk. Now, where we're at in life now, it does mean different things. Like we go camping and I set that up. I make sure I pursue her for dates. I make sure that I, I get reservations for dinner, et cetera, et cetera. I want to pay that price because I know that in doing those things, she feels like I'm pursuing her, right? The question is, what are you willing to pay? What are you willing to give up in order to achieve your goal? One of the things that I see a lot is people who say they want change, people who want to pursue change, they kind of have an idea of what they want, but they're not willing to pay a whole lot to get it, right? So let's just say that you're listening today and your marriage is in trouble. What are you willing to pay to make it better? One of the questions I love to ask people is, what does it cost you to say you're sorry? I was working with a couple one time and they were arguing over whether or not they had communicated about who was supposed to drive the dog to the kennel. And I looked at them both. I said, what does it cost you to say I'm sorry that I didn't communicate in a way so that you knew I was hoping you would be the one to take the dog to the kennel. Their answer was, Err. 
Seriously, that's what they said to me. Urgh. Because they didn't want the other person to feel like they were wrong. I'm just going to say that a different way. They weren't willing to pay the price of the person that they have been completely naked with, had children with, gotten married, spending the rest of their life with, promised to love till death do us part. They didn't want that person to know they were wrong. That's ridiculous. Some people want change, but they refuse to get help. They, I won't pay that price. I won't go to counseling. If they're an alcoholic, they won't give up alcohol. I'm always amazed at people who will look me right in the eye and be like, yeah, I can't handle my alcohol. I'm like, okay, well, let's come up with a plan to get you to stop. No, I, I want to learn to manage it. Okay, we could try that. And some studies show that that could be effective. They're not willing to go to rehab. They're not willing to bear the shame of people. Wait, what? If you want change, there is a price to pay. And it will be hard. Are you willing to pay it? That's the question. So write out the things you're willing to pay. As you learn new costs for this thing that you've written down on question number one, write them down. In order to finish my first book, The Emotionally Secure Couple, which is available on Amazon and at all of our local offices, one of the things that I had to do is I had to give up working out on Tuesday morning, which to you might seem like, well, that's silly. That's not that big of a deal. But it is if that, became, if that has become a rhythm for you, which it had for me. I'd work out Monday, Tuesday, go to the office, get work done, but I wasn't getting my writing done. I just took Tuesdays and said, I'm no longer going to the gym. That morning's carved out for writing. But now if I, if I have a goal to get to the gym at certain times of a week, I'm going to, I might have to give up other things, which now I'm creating a risk, which is the third question. What are you willing to risk? We're going to get to that in a minute. What I'm creating the risk thereof is I don't know what else I'm going to have to give up, right? What else I'm going to have to pay? Whatever it is, are you willing to pay it? Most people don't experience change because they set the price of what they're willing to pay as too low. Okay, so that brings us to our third question. What are you willing to risk, right? This is one that tends to hang couples up a lot because what you might have to be willing to risk is they could go back and do what they did before. They might hurt you again. Anytime you're in a relationship, there's an invitation to pain. There's an invitation to hurt. So what are you willing to risk, right? By taking my Tuesday mornings and carving them out, I don't know what else I'm risking. Maybe Thursday mornings when I was going to meet my friend for coffee. Now I can't do that because I need to go to the gym. By pursuing my wife, right? I might be risking developing a friendship with another guy. By going back to school, I might be risking. I could have failed. I might not be very good at counseling, right? Uh, I'm going to risk all sorts of things. But life is risk. There's risk everywhere. The question is, are you willing, what are you willing to risk for change? Because the thing is, if you don't change, you're still risking, right? I mean, if you don't change, you're still creating risk in your life. You're not, you're not eliminating it. You're just managing it differently. So what are you willing to risk for your change? What are you willing to lay down is the price, but then what are you willing to risk laying down is the risk piece. What are you willing to say? I don't know what this is going to cost. I don't know how this is going to turn. A lot of times people will say I'll change and what they, what they say in their minds, they don't actually say this with their mouths, but what comes out is I'm willing to change as long as I know for sure that the change will be better than what I am currently doing. Well, that isn't actually risking anything, right? That was actually one of the reasons that I came to the conclusion that I needed to go back to school uh, when I was in my former profession was as I went from one bad situation to another. And, and I mean, I seemed to do whatever I could to, to mini minimize that risk, to manage it. And it just wasn't working. And so then you got to kind of go through and look at some real soul searching questions. And, and one of those real soul searching questions was, am I actually doing what I'm supposed to be doing? What I'm supposed to be chasing? I have a friend who came to me one time and said, I want to be a counselor. I was like, awesome. He's like, how do I do that? And I'm like, you got to go and get a master's. Uh, well, I don't have a bachelor's degree yet. Okay, well, you can get one. 
you can do the whole thing online. Well, I don't have time for that. Okay, so what he's saying is, is I won't pay the time. And what he's also saying is, is I won't risk the inherent risks that come with someone in my mid 40s going back to school, which is totally his choice. I wanna be really clear on that. The thing that I love about these questions is they are self-empowering. You get to decide. And at the same time, with self-empowerment comes self-responsibility. You have to own the responsibility of your answers. So what do you want? What are you willing to pay? What are you willing to risk? If you can go through these three questions, you will learn more about yourself and you will propel yourself into change. You will come up with, hopefully you'll be able to come up with some detailed, hey, this is what I want. Here's some things I know I'm willing to pay, some things I know I'm not willing to pay. Those are called boundaries. And then risk. The beautiful thing about laying out what you're willing to risk is then you kind of minimize, you don't remove it, but you kind of minimize the impact, uh, the shock that that risk brings with it when it goes sideways, right? So every time we open a new office, we take a risk. It might not work. The last time we opened an office, we made some personnel decisions that were new to us and didn't work out well. There was inherent risk there. In fact, it took me years to over two years to overcome and to, to kind of work my way out of some of those problems. And the whole time that's going on, we're still trying to provide services to the people in that community that we open the office. So what do we want? Well, we want to open up an office in this community so that we can provide services to this community. What are you willing to pay? Well, there's, you know, rent, uh, equipment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then there's risk too, because I don't know for sure that the people I'm hiring are going to work out. I don't know how the marketing is going to work, et cetera, et cetera. And so I've got to try those things. When I start going to the gym, well, okay, so I got to get a gym membership or I got to get something to work out at home. I got to change how I eat. Uh, I got to come up with a plan. Well, whose plan? What research? I mean, I'm convinced that the only thing you need to be a fitness expert, air quotes there, because I know you can't see my hands, is to call yourself that. Now, if you're truly a fitness expert, please understand I'm not insulting you. I, I know that there's actually a lot of education and certification that goes with that. But there's a lot of people out there on this wonderful thing we call the World Wide Web who call themselves fitness experts who have no business calling themselves fitness experts. So I've got to sift through that, right? There's risk there. What do you want? What are you willing to pay? What are you willing to risk? Do me a favor, send me an email with your answers. I'd love to uh, be a part of this journey with you to hear how it goes uh, as you prepare yourself into change. What do you want? What are you willing to pay? What are you willing to risk? All right, I do want to shift gears here for a moment. I want to talk to you about something that I'm going to try. And if you do this type of thing, um, I want to know what it is and I'd love to get your ideas. So my wife and I enjoy trying to be as environmentally friendly uh, as we can with any of our cleaning agents, with what we do at our house. My wife is very much into essential oils. Uh, I use them too. In fact, I like to joke that I'm not a hippie, but I'm married to one. And so something that I heard recently, I'm always looking for new ways to clean. I mean, certainly there are times where you just have to use bacteria killing chemicals, right? Uh, if your family gets the flu, some of my family just had the flu. There's only so many things that I'm willing to use to clean that. But when we're talking about just normal cleaning days, one of the things that I love is the smell of citrus. And I'm also fascinated by all of the potential benefits of vinegar. Uh, I don't know if you buy vinegar water you know, in the Windex bottles, if you make your own, however you do that. Uh, what I'm going to try and do is I just recently read an article about taking orange peels and vinegar and mixing it into a gallon jug. I probably won't use a gallon jug because that's a lot, but into a glass jug and letting them sit for a few weeks so that the orange citrus uh, zest soaks into the vinegar and then pouring it into a spray bottle and using it as a cleaner. So we're going to try that. Uh, I'll let you know how it goes in a few weeks. If you do, you know, kind of your own DIY, 
DIY projects for cleaning. I'd love to hear about them. Send me an email, info at joemartino.com. Go to joemartino.com forward slash podcast and click on the contact me page and fill that out and just let me know. Would love to hear your ideas uh, about that. What are you doing to clean your house? What are you doing to deal with life uh, as it comes in its everyday mundane forms? On the next podcast, I want to talk to you about something more dangerous than technology for your children, and it lives in your home. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. Give us a rating on the iTunes store. And if you have a question for a future show, feel free to send us an email at info at joemartino.com. You can also go to joemartino.com and click on the Contact Me page. Until next time, remember, change possible.